So check this out. I got word that Hulu, through this crazy party in Beverly Hills, with literally all of the biggest reality TV stars, I'm talking about all the Bravo Lebs, Candy Burris, Portia Williams, James Kennedy, Jax Taylor, even Captain Lee, and Kate Chastain. Here's the genius part. If you want to find out what happened at the party, you have to watch the commercials. Yes, I know I'll be tuning in and then signing up for a free trial to get my favorite reality TV shows at Hulu.com. Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10, Episode 3, Artificial Fruit is over, but we are just getting started here on the Curb Your Enthusiasm post-show recap. And now, here we are, your favorite mother effers. I am Rob Sesternino, back with Akiva Winokur and Josh Wiggler. What? Wow. Listen. Wow. we all listen. We 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 all have to taste test the scones. You want to make sure you've got it right, so you need as many uh, mouths as humanly possible on this podcast. I guess only three were possible today. <laughs> okay, Akiva, how are you? Yeah. Well, to, to to take people behind the scenes, people love the behind the curtains look. Yes. Uh, I was willing to do four because I also I didn't know if if Josh was coming on. I did ask Alex Chester, uh, who's talked her with us before. Because people would, I actually, what's weird is someone must be reading my DMs. Because like an hour ago, after this fell yeah, through, it's called, I got uh, a DM. Apple, Google, Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. his name was his name was Yule. Artificial he, uh, Apple. <laughs> no, um, I got a I, I got a DM saying, "Can uh, can you do a podcast with Chester and Wiggler where they like learn about each other?" I would be very and interested in that, to be honest with you. Just mm-hmm. to put we that could, on the on we the could record. make that happen. But um, it's I, no I shade towards happened. Chester. I just, I really, I, I just genuinely, I really don't, don't know much. So uh, there's, there's plenty yeah, for shade, me to learn. Yeah, shade would be if you didn't want to do a podcast yeah, with him. I think course. that's that's fine. But um, uh, the truth is, Chester. A lot of people call him uh, a one percenter, uh, but I think he takes that to mean how often he has his microphone on him. Oh, uh, so uh, <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't have his mic on him. So I had to. Uh, Okay. We have to postpone until next right. time. I well, kind of like the idea, though, of us doing every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm this season and every week adding an additional person. So, like, by the time you get to episode 10, at this rate, we would have, what, like, seven people uh, probably? It's a good idea. The, I mean, I think that could be fun. Yeah. it's. I, I also I also did uh, message Allie Lasher and say, like, I don't think she watched the last episode yet, the second one. Because this yeah. this episode for people who don't know, we're recording early. Was, we're recording early. Yeah. Well, the episode because they wanted to avoid dropping during the Super Bowl or as the Super Bowl ended, uh, HBO dropped this episode on Saturday, which yeah. I don't think they'd ever done before. Yeah. Didn't we talk so, about this last week? We were like, "Is there going to be a new curb next week?" We didn't week? know. We didn't know. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't know. know. We didn't I don't know think they announced it. We thought we thought it would probably go up against Super Bowl, but we, this is the new the new era, right? Yeah. They've got HBO Go. They could just you know fart it out on HBO Go and uh, yeah, watch at your leisure. Akiva, I know yeah. that yeah. You're, you're a big sports fan. Do you think will they do this with the Super Bowl eventually? Will they drop it earlier <laughs> so that people on the East Coast can start it and not have to stay up as late? 
It would be a good idea. Someone did idea. have a good tweet yesterday about like, oh, I, I got a screener for the Super Bowl, and it's great. You guys are going to be excited. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Okay. And so they dropped it early, and I think a good move, Josh, because I thought I uh, really enjoyed this episode more than episode two. Well, you know what? I think it's still kind of bearing in, uh, you know, it's bearing down on, on the directions that we talked about with, with episode two. Like, we clearly are in uh, a season where Latte Larry's is really going to matter. Uh, hmm. the, the ongoing saga of Larry navigating the Me Too culture, I think it's going to continue to matter, you know, just because the person who has accused him uh, is... is <laughs> Is, I guess, deceased. Yes, okay. Akiva. Is she dead? Is she yes. dead? Because, Josh, to me, I couldn't help but think of, you know, a, a previous HBO a Sunday night in in another time. Yeah. This was like the death of Joffrey. This was like the Purple Wedding. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Alert. I know. I know. Uh, it kind of was. but, but The like, pigeon pie the was pigeon no pie. good. Where is my cupbearer? Where yeah. is my wine? Yeah, who poisoned the scone? Um, yeah, Lady Elena. Did you see earlier in the episode? I mean, I guess uh, uh, people should be very wary of that Chulu Porter and what he's putting in his uh, his scone mix. Uh, hmm. It's it's no it's no good. You would have thought that maybe the artificial fruit would have gotten him in the end. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I viewed this as a cliffhanger so much in, in terms of Alice's uh, continued uh, survival. That felt pretty clear cut that she's she's deceased. Dead. She dead. seems pretty much straight yeah. up dead at the end of the episode. Okay. The question is, what happens to Larry David, yeah. who is embroiled in Me Too scandal, now separate from Alice because he uh, he he slighted Laverne Cox very publicly and has probably ruffled or rustled even a lot of feathers. Uh, and on top of that, now he has the dead body of a woman at his feet. Um, what is what is going to happen to him from there, I think, is a big question. Akiva, is this headed towards yeah. perhaps like a Seinfeld-esque finale in this season where is Larry oh, going to jail? Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, listener asked that. Uh, Av said that he I said, do you think that she's dead? The assistant is dead. And he said, well, maybe now it's going to go from a Me Too thing, which I think we were all ready to be over with, to a murder type trial. And I think that would actually be more interesting. Larry on trial for murder is more interesting. There is some precedent for this. Now, Akiva has famously uh, been out. He was out on Kevin Spacey uh, before Kevin Spacey was canceled. Really good instincts, Mm -hmm. Akiva. Yeah. Really good. Really sharp. Uh, Offline, I'll tell you who else I'm out on. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. I want to know. I want to know. I've got to be protected. Okay. This is good. (laughs) Yeah. So, but this is kind I don't know if you follow this in the news, Josh, but I mean, this is kind of like what's going on on with kevin spacey like uh, a bunch right. of the kevin right. spacey accusers are uh turning up on the alternate side no it, it is very much like the kevin spacey stuff is like very much like a david fincher thriller is playing out in real life like it it, it really is like frank underwood like uh you know pushing uh opponents in front of trains basically is 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 what's seemingly happening uh, and and this could be mirrored in Curb Your Enthusiasm to some degree. That well, maybe maybe what we'll we'll find is a bunch of the people who have grievances towards Larry and vice versa uh, are just across the season going to find themselves 
Uh, I was going to say serendipitously deceased, but I don't think there's anything serendipitous about that if you are the deceased. Well, uh, let me just also add that any sort of mirroring, I, I think, would be purely coincidental yes. because as, as Akiva has brought up, just the Production. timeline and when these episodes were filmed, I, I do believe uh, were before a, a lot of this uh, Kevin Spacey uh, shenanigans and uh, chicanery took place right but akiva? if larry has the his uh, if he has the the kevin spacey spoilers like akiva uh then who knows <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah I, I think i think because it was written and filmed you know uh you know 18 to 24 months ago i think i i think we have to rule that out who knew that that spacey's victims would start falling and this is you know pre-epstein world and things like that mm-hmm. right um or pre people caring about epstein world because i think that was that was going on but um yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think she's alive. I don't think the show has the balls to have killed her off. I think it was great. It was, to me, the highlight of the episode. I, like, gasped and was laughing when she? Uh, sh- when she shows up. <laughs> she was gasping, too. <laughs> At the end of the episode, when it opens up. By the way, another stunner. The, the, the episode ends with two stunners. First, it is uh, the elevator opening, the two lawyers seeing that uh, the assistant is dead with LD sort of standing mm-hmm. there. And then, uh, and then a, a flashbang to directed by Cheryl Hines. Who yeah, yes. yes, wild. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. No, no Cheryl appearance in the episode. Uh, yeah, but but Cheryl directing Except the in episode photos. is, is uh, yes, <laughs> very triggering, yeah. triggering photos, and they're in spirit uh, via cardigan as well. Uh, no, I thought she did great. I think if you're going to rank the three episodes of season ten so far. Uh, I would I would still put the premiere at number one, but I would definitely yeah. put artificial one, fruit one three as a, two yeah, one three two. Sure. I think we're all on the sure. same page. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that it's even close. I think that's well, a three, I have three closer to two than to one. I, I think one was light years above. I agree. The, I, the agree, with two episodes. I agree with that. So I think I mean I mean I think we're still in that in that in that uh, in that mode where like uh, so many things are happening on Curb right now that could be just one episode in the past, like in a, in like a cleaner, more streamlined era of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like artificial fruit is its own thing. And there's no trace of the scones. Uh, you know, like I, I think that there does still seem to be like this kind of like a, a shotgun approach to, to Curb this year than, than there has been in the past. Akiva, assuming mm-hmm. if Alice is now deceased, I mean, how does Curb avoid just having the you know same sort of Seinfeld finale issue that ends up just sort of like dragging out over the course of the season? Like, are we going to get uh, a trial? Are we going to get people testifying against Larry? Well, can I talk about the the next on? Because I, yes. I for some reason I this year I've had that on my uh, on my screeners. Um, it appears that. And I, I predicted this last week. I do think we're getting a few episodes now that are totally detached from the, uh, if not the Spite store, at the very least, the, um, uh, the, Me Too, the Me Too story. Yeah, or Me Too story or murder investigation, depending <laughs> on if she's alive or not. So I, I think we could have a few standalone eps now, which would be nice. Um, I th- think that uh, let's not go and say eps. Let's not, let's not do that. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Like that's no good. But also. That I mean, if if Larry is part of a murder investigation, how do we do standalones? Yeah, I think that I think that that is hard. That next week is just going to have no mention of this whatsoever. I think would be uh, especially if she's deceased. I can imagine a standalone deeper in the season, but uh, this is a this is a big bomb to drop mm-hmm. if indeed Alice is dead. 
Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just I just went back and I and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I've got it up on my on my HBO go on my computer and the doors are opening. And I mean, look, her body's right there by Larry's feet. She she does not look alive. I mean, I think she's like going to at best we're talking. Uh, she's going to be uh, in, in a coma after after. Yeah, uh, I think we could be talking coma. L- yeah. okay. LD loves comas, Josh. Yes. I think that's a good that's a good bet. Yeah. yeah. OK, that's good. And then. Is the concern that she's going to wake up and she's going to uh, misunderstand this? Like, Josh, do you think that she will interpret this as this was an assassination? Oh, an assassination attempt. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that Larry's uh, brush with the fatwa last season maybe mm-hmm. will, uh, you know, paint him even more dangerously than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got sort of some global dangerous renown uh, behind him at this point. Um, I think that the the question then is going to be, well, well, uh Will she or won't she wake up if mm-hmm. she is indeed comatose with uh, Larry now in what would be a very easy position for him, even though it is the morally dubious position for him to be very much rooting for her to never wake up? Ah, uh, interesting, because that would make uh, the the issues go away. Like, maybe nobody right. thinks that this was an assassination, uh, but I mean, he's he's rooting against her. Uh, her, her, her continued <laughs> health. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll see. Also, uh, of course, uh, let's talk about the artificial fruit and uh, that whole part of the story. Uh, Josh, uh, do you run into a lot of artificial fruit? Is that is it trendy? I feel like that of the panel. I feel like that you if it was a trend, I feel like you might know about it first. (laughs) Well, so in my in my travels to Japan recently, I was in like a district where uh, where they make all of this different artificial food, including fruit. Uh, that you see in like the windows of all the restaurants in Japan. So very like culturally over there, uh, it's it's huge, but it's usually used as kind of like a marketing gimmick of like, hey, come into the store. This is what what we've got, and we you know the the stuff that they have on display in the window tends to look eerily similar to uh, like the. It really looks like a very like significantly excellent 3D rendering of the food that you will actually eat. It's really really impressive. So the fruit that that Susie has. In the green household uh, is like a few leaps beyond that mm-hmm. in terms of the quality. Like this really did look like that looked like an apple. That looked like an apple that you're going to pick up off a table and and bite. Um, I am very, very happy to report that I have never found myself in a, a truly dangerous artificial fruit situation. Uh, and I, I think that uh, Leon's uh, fury towards Larry mm-hmm. for having the artificial fruit bowl on the table uh, was was well deserved. As was Larry towards his lawyer. I think the lawyer was probably um, the the most uh, that was that was the most egregious of anybody in this episode. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot to unpack here with the artificial fruit and the garbage cans in in this episode of uh, how much is this a, a real thing? Keep any thoughts on artificial fruit? I think I bit into one when I was like six uh, and was probably scarred from eating apples for a few years. I, I think we've moved past artificial fruit as society. It's like having whoopee cushions in like polite society. Whoopi it Goldberg? Make, yeah, whoopee Goldberg have, cushions. I have not moved past whoopee cushions, I should say. You know, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I see an opportunity and, for a good whoopee yeah. cushion gag, I'm, I'm not going to turn that down. I think whoopee might actually sit on a cushion on the she view. Probably does. It's, it's, it's all, all about comfort for uh, whoopee Goldberg. It's in her rider. In, in her work robes. Yeah. Welcome to the view. 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 Did she say it that many times? <laughs> yes. At least. At least. Yes. Wow. Oh, God. Oh, man. I, you have uh, to check I, out the view, Josh. It sounds yeah, like you have I, some I, mornings I, at home. I know, 
I know you guys are very hip to it, so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, ca- I'll catch yeah. up for for next week's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, podcast. binge the view, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> Josh, I'll wh- do the whole thing. What What about uh, edible decorative apples? Is this a thing? Does this like? Uh, yeah, like- I do think it's a thing. I do think it's a thing. I think it's like a very ritzy thing to do. Uh, I think it's a terrible thing to do. We have yeah. real apples that are just for decoration. Oh, that, are, that, yes, that, that, that the lawyer no. says at first no. what yes is the, what i mean that, that's so, a so decorative it, it's a real apple but it is decorative and you're not supposed to eat it monstrous that's monstrous i mean I, but i guess that that is like the mark of a of a man who is so successful that he has his own private mm-hmm. bathroom uh his own immaculate private bathroom that he also can afford to be so wasteful with with fruit uh to be blithely wasting uh <laughs> apples uh, yeah, so Akiva. I thought problem. that was maybe code for uh, not organic is a uh, decorative but not edible fruit. I, I just get rid of all the fake fruits of all of all varieties. It's insane. It, it's not nice. It doesn't do anything for anybody. We're canceling it right now. Canceling yeah, cance- it. Cancel mm-hmm. the artificial fruit. I'm, no, I'm fine with that. No artificial fruit. Uh, I think the, the I think the pro- the the prospect of decorative fruit is nonsense to me. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're gonna bring fruit into your home, do you wanna do you wanna uh like store it in a way that is aesthetically pleasing? Absolutely. That's totally fine. I'm okay with that. But if you are putting it out there and you're not expecting uh certainly inhabitants of the home, but of course even guests of the home mm-hmm. or guests of the office if you're having edible fruit uh uh laid out in a in an aesthetically pleasing way to not inquire at least about the fruit um then why do you have it it's okay. there to be eaten akiva could you put artificial fruit in an unlined garbage yeah i think that's the that like if you want storage in a in a sort of a garbage with no bag in it that's probably that's probably what you're putting in there like yeah. toys i mean it's a waste of space my mom by the way says i don't know what i don't know what your guys opinion is that uh, a kitchen is no place for a garbage that there should never Whoa. be a visible garbage in the kitchen because when you're cooking or eating you don't want to think about garbage and when your kitchen is clean you never want to see a garbage can akiva so. far be it from me to like be on like my my third or fourth ever podcast with you and say like your mother's take is terrible uh no, you your mother's take your mother's take is trash that's a trash mm-hmm. take. i, I <laughs> mm-hmm. throw that take yeah. in the trash yeah. how do you not have a kitchen in the garbage you've got so much that you have to throw out um no she's got well she doesn't eat <laughs> it's easy for her and then um she just uh, you know it, does she it, have like just, the drawer that comes out yeah, the the drawer. Yeah, yeah you could have a drawer yeah, you could like have a drawer that. you just can't have a like visible that. garbage yeah so i kind of understood in the lawyer's office okay that like hey don't throw fruit in here there's an unlined uh you know waste paper basket yes. uh, i kind of got that what yes. was more confusing was that cousin andy's house they have a garbage can. That's, That's my garbage can. I have that exact garbage can. That's the exact garbage can that Emily. And I think I have. we used to have one like that. I find it to be a little too narrow. I, it's, I feel like it's very narrow, and I'm often, often wrestling with the garbage, mm-hmm. pulling it out of that thing. Yeah, it is, it is often like a uh, like a three minute ordeal to get a garbage bag out. I need of something there. that's more like a rectangle shape. It's not a great shape. I don't love it, but we also were able to get trash bags for it very mm-hmm. cheaply, mm-hmm. and we've only had to replace the amount of trash bags that we've had for it twice, and we've had the garbage for going on seven years. Okay. So it's pretty good. Which is, pretty that's good wild, because it doesn't hold that much garbage. It's good value. It's good value. Yeah. But 
why do they own this garbage receptacle? And, and because as Akiva's mom would say that it's, you don't want people to see a garbage can. It's it's for the decoration? Artificial trash. Artificial trash? I think she... Didn't she say something like, we want people to know that we believe in garbage? Something insane <laughs> yeah. is what she said. Yes. Yeah, and what I is, what is going on in the pantry? Gross. What are they doing in the pantry that they're just throwing their garbage in there? This made no sense. This that, is that when improv goes bad. That was a that was a nightmare take. Uh, yeah, was uh, we're throwing our trash out in the pantry. And so, like, the assumption then is that there's all this other food in the pantry and stuff. We're even like cleaning supplies in the in the pantry, but you're stinking it up with your trash. That's horrifying. Mm. That's a nightmare. It's crazy. These Not are crazy great. people. Not great. Uh, a, a lot of other storylines going on, as as we've documented uh, all season long in, in this uh, season of Curb Enthusiasm. Um. I want to touch on a little bit on uh, Ted Danson is going to be generally in a new film. Do we think is there a subplot coming where Larry is defacing Confederate monuments coming in this season of Kiva? I mean, it's mentioned before, right? It's mentioned during the episode and he does go after the the dance. It's such a weird choice that like they would never make a movie, right? Where like where someone is playing with Ted the, Danson as the lead with with anybody oh, yeah, that's pretty good with like with Robert E Lee as anything other than like the villain yeah I think um so I I mean it's a good question I don't, it's definitely possible I just I I think it was just a bit I think it's like what would be the funniest movie to have like you know they love fake movies on Seinfeld what would be the funniest fake movie to have Ted Danson is like what if he played Robert E Lee yeah uh, I mean I, I do I do assume that will come back my question is. Right, well, it, right. Well, bef- actually, right bef- before you make yeah. the next, before you make the next point, my my question is that: Do you think it will it will come back, or do you think it was it was here, and then whatever the payoff was, uh, just didn't didn't factor enough, and maybe got cut? Uh, I think I think we'll see Ted Danson as Robert E. Lee one more time. Yes, and, and but do you think that Larry will then be a hero or a villain for defacing images of General Lee? I mean, it's season 10, no matter what Larry does, he's a villain. Either he's like a complete, unadulterated <laughs> a-hole and everyone hates him, or he's actually right, but nobody cares. And he just, right. and you know, right. so th- there's no scenario where he's the good guy anymore, Larry. And it's just like a, a gentle misunderstanding. It's like people hate him for no reason or people hate him for like very good reasons. Mm-hmm. What if he uh, puts together uh, a spite film and he uh, he he uh, self-finances? Grant? Uh, yeah, yeah. A Ulysses S. Grant uh hulu miniseries maybe we know he's got that hulu money yeah it'd be good yeah uh but akiva please uh continue that i uh took you back to general lee oh um so towards the end of the episode larry sees another commercial for the general lee movie where is that tv he's watching on it's like in the middle of a parking garage there's just like a tv stand with a tv on it i was so confused maybe i was missing something yeah, I feel like sometimes you get like uh, elevator TV, but um, yeah, not I've sh- never seen a garage TV. That is yeah. something that garage I've never seen TV, in the wild, and it's on a stand. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you wait for that when they like valet park, and you're waiting for the guy to come around with your car. I guess that shouldn't uh, be our biggest, like our biggest problem of, the, of, of an episode that yeah. ended with that had a scene that ends with a literal cartoon right. outro, <laughs> three guys upside down kicking their legs in a garbage <laughs> can. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Josh, now, uh, just to go to the General Lee poster that uh, Larry is seeing when he is... And he decimates, yeah. Yes, when he's with uh, Jeff at the movie theater, that 
Was it intentional that uh, Ted Danson's Robert E. Lee is sort of like obfuscating part of the uh, the E? Because I thought it said lie. Ooh, I I thought so as as well. Uh, and my brain is is not trained to do any of that kind of like tinfoil hatty conspiratorial thinking about where's the plot going. On Curb Your Enthusiasm. Well, it, to me, it's more like, is where's the plot of the General Lee movie? Is it like everything you've right. been told about General Lee is a lot? Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm yeah, in the marketing I mean, of the film. You know, I think that that's a good point. And I think that we could be we could be looking at it. Uh, listen, I think that in in even in the Curb Your Enthusiasm universe, you got to imagine he's probably not quite as uh, beloved a uh, beloved of an icon as he is. Uh, right now, thanks to the now concluded The Good Place. Uh, but you got to imagine Ted Danson is still mostly considered a likable guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't cast Ted Danson as Robert E. Lee unless mm-hmm. you are going to tell the untold story of Robert E. Lee's heroism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, certainly the the biker who Larry encountered in the season premiere is probably going to be their opening weekend. Yeah. A lot, by the way, a lot of listeners said, Rob, that uh, we are a little off on Ted Danson and that he is a complete villain on this show and that Larry is the one you're supposed to root for, that J- Danson's playing a big jerk of himself on the show. And so that maybe he maybe this the season ends with Danson getting canceled for the Robert E. Lee stuff and Larry somehow somehow redeems himself with like a pro union I mean, stance. Ted Danson didn't kill a woman on the show recently. I have a hard time seeing Ted Danson as the villain. Like, I get maybe like in earlier seasons that uh, Ted Danson is sort of uh, a smug and everybody loves Ted and Larry uh, can never get one over on Ted Danson. But, you know, just based on recent events that uh, Larry is far more horrible uh, of a person and much more likely to go to the bad place than Ted Danson. I think that that's right, but I think that the idea of Ted Danson's uh, presence on the show from the perspective of Larry as a character is, why does this guy get to get away with so much bullshit and nobody ever calls him on it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like you, you can even point from, to something from this episode and point back to, to the premiere uh, when Ted is not interested in... In kissing Cheryl because she's mm-hmm. got a cold, yeah, uh, and he's like he totally gets away with it and it's totally fine. He just gets to go on and live his life. Uh, and here, Larry is uh, very publicly canceled for not wanting to hug Laverne Cox because she has a cold. Yeah, uh, I, I did think that that was uh, fun. The whole Larry going to the fundraiser. Uh, it starts off with Larry Survivors wor- United. Oh yes, my God. yes, uh, Larry working on. The doodle. Akiva, you had to have known from the jump that once they ask Larry for the doodle, that uh, that's an easy one to see where that's going. Yeah. So there I mean, there is a famously a Seinfeld episode called The Doodle mm-hmm. uh, where, uh, it, where, you know, when jo- George finds out that uh, the girl he's interested in is uh, not doesn't care about looks. Um I think, uh, yeah, first of all, did you notice they had a Jason Alexander doodle? I got excited. No, maybe, I saw that. A, I saw that. Was it we get of a his George character sighting. in Criminal Minds? I didn't know. I didn't notice what he drew. I just saw like it was one of the. <laughs> did it say talk like to me, JFK baby girl? Ju- <laughs> they had like a JFK Jr. They just had a few random yeah, celebrities got, that weren't so, there. So I've got it paused right now. Uh, yeah, well, Tony, t- Tony Romo has uh, has mm. a doodle. It's, it's like yeah. a very lifelike fist. Yeah. Uh, Lord Michaels has uh, a doodle. It's like a bunch of uh, seashells or maybe they're severed ears. I don't know what they are. It's kind of weird looking. 
Um, Can I ben like Affleck to, has a doodle. Keith, you said they they had a JFK Jr. Uh, some well, someone in the Kennedy family, Bo- Bobby well, Kennedy Jr. Bobby, Bobby Kennedy, Kennedy Jr. Rem- okay. like, remember like the, a- the director. The director of this episode is a Kennedy. Now the director of this episode, okay. Cheryl Hines, is married to. A Kennedy, right? So. But a, a JFK Junior. Doodle. Oh, I, I, I always mix. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Kennedys. I'm I'm here for Seinfeld. Well, Rob, I don't, I don't think that this is like a door you want to open. Like you want to you want to like go in on Akiva <laughs> for like saying JFK Junior. Like you're opening the door for somebody to go on you about a similar gaffe down the line. I think that we should leave this one. No, I I didn't know that Could Josh come on every podcast and be an offense. Uh, I like didn't my realize defender. he's confusing I'm a JFK Junior and, and, and another Kennedy. What I was I was just very surprised to hear that uh jfk jr as one of the people that was uh potentially had made a doodle since he's been dead for 20 years so, well RFK maybe it's jr. just like a you know a, a very old doodle you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it could be an old doodle. Bobby Kennedy. they're old doodles bobby kennedy bobby yeah. kennedy yeah. jr bobby kennedy yes, jr's doodle has uh has two birds there's some mountains in the background there's a, a big river with gigantic fish uh, fish that are as big as the steamboat uh, that is in the middle of the river. And then on uh, the the side of the bank that is closest to us, the viewer, there's a, there's a cute little cow. Can I read Jr. Doodle. RFK Jr.'s Wikipedia page? That's Cheryl Hines' husband. Yes. yes. Uh, Robert Francis Kennedy Jr., born January 17th, 1954, is an American anti-vaxxer, environmental attorney, and author. That's the first thing in his bio, that he's an anti-vaxxer. Yikes. He's okay, a prominent well. anti-vaccine activist and believes in pseudoscientific speculation of a link between autism and vaccines. All right. Well, let's get back to. Uh, I'm not. These. I'm not bidding on the doodle. <laughs> yeah, this is artificial fruit. <laughs> I do not want to take an unclean it. doodle. Unclean yeah. doodle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were robbed of the chance to hear Larry's speech in this episode of Kiva. I would have loved to hear it. I think it would have been yeah. great. He would have incriminated himself ten more times. I hope we hear it later <laughs> in the season. Although I guess we will not. <laughs> seems like asking for the applause was just, <laughs> so you you're the heroes you guys are the heroes mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah um so when larry is uh introduced by laverne cox he comes up uh that i i really it took me a second to figure out what was going on there with the with the call uh, La- larry is uh like uh jumps back so much josh you can't give him the benefit of the doubt. You can't give him the benefit of the doubt that he's jumping back because of a cold. I mean, we know Larry, uh, the you know, we know the Larry of 10 seasons of mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm now. So it, it tracks that he's jumping back yeah. because of the cold. But it could be for the transphobic reasons, too. I mean, some <laughs> of the questions he's asking Laverne Cox yeah, not great, not great. are not good. They're yeah. bad. Pretty, um, pretty, yeah. pretty bad. I, I think maybe I think you you want to see like Laverne Cox with just like uh you know uh, me, uh snot and mucus and like uh coming right. off like a lot more sick than uh she just mentions the mere fact I have a yeah. cold and then uh, that causes the gigantic reaction from Larry when uh, Laverne goes to give Larry a hug, Akiva. I, I think it's a good call. I think you have to reinforce it more to sort of set it up. They did do a good job of like there was a reason why they set up that Laverne would not have his back because he was such a jerk during their meeting. Yeah. Right. Yes, she had yes. motivation where a lot of times right. curb characters do not. Like, why is it's insane that Andy's wife, cousin Andy's wife, 
gets this massive donation for her charity and goes bananas on Larry because of his bad drawing. Like that character has no motivation. They're completely insane. They're totally unlikable. Like at least Laverne Cox, like he said, like hateful things that he would like immediately be canceled for to her. <laughs> so like she's getting him back by not saying I have a cold. That makes sense. Yeah. So at least Curb is tying a thread together there. Okay. Uh, the other uh, big storyline in the episode involves uh, Larry is going to uh, get back together with uh, Richard Lewis for a lunch. Who's going to pay for the lunch with uh, Richard Lewis? Uh, Josh, uh, do you want to just uh, add in? Uh, do you have a Richard Lewis take? I don't know that I have a big Richard Lewis take. Uh, I don't. I don't know that it was my favorite stuff of the episode. Uh, it was like the the bickering over who gets to pay uh yeah. who gets to who gets to buy lunch you know if it was if it was to set up the eventually just like getting with like uh the big lisp about everything that was going on with uh uh having to <laughs> who who paid uh mm-hmm. with Larry's credit card for all of those papas bravas and the and the paella yeah. Uh, then you know it was it was cute, but uh, cute not hot. I think the 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 Francisco Zarzal of it all. <laughs> Kiva, I really thought that this whole subplot was the weakest stuff in the episode of everything from Larry versus Richard Lewis of who's going to pay in the restaurant, and then uh, I really was then confused by the end of the episode of uh, that they did steal Larry's credit card or it's a misunderstanding. I think they did. Uh, I'll drop a hotter take. I think the Zaragoza stuff was one of the weakest subplots of the whole series. Whoa, I think it's wow. really Whoa. I mean it was terrible. It had no payoff. It was you could see it coming the whole way. I first of all, enough I, you could see now that I think Richard Lewis is getting so many of the Funkhauser storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. instead of getting like a little dab of Richard Lewis, we're getting a ton of him in every episode. And they actually mentioned the Funk Man, which we thought yes. maybe I thought they wouldn't. And it, it looked to be dubbed in I don't know if they were hedging their bets. Because they say he's in China, it looked like it was the same scene, but they was clearly ed- if you Josh, if you go watch it, it's edited very choppy, like all over the, all over the scene. Interesting, interesting uh, that they would even they would even go as far as to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought, I, that, I again, he's I not dead right, at the though. time. They're, they they right. probably wonder people are thinking where is he, so they had to have an answer. But they probably filmed a few different takes because you see their mouths moving. It's not like totally totally a voiceover, but it's clearly a different cut but yeah rob the zaragoza stuff sucked and the richard lewis stuff was unwatchable i I was really looking at my watch for one of the first times ever uh watching curb during during that whole subplot i thought it was terrible what about getting tossed out of the party and then being thrown (laughs) into the garbage cans i mean was that was that cute yeah i mean it it was cartoonish like were they is that what they were going for yeah i think it was supposed to be kind of like literally like a like a a looney tunes yeah, it, it felt like a very, I mean, like, even with, like, you know, like, the, the, the scene, the, the transition out of that scene and, and back into the, the ending of the episode uh, really felt like, uh, you know, we were, we were going for, like, sort of, like, that classic, like, uh, 1960s, 70s Looney Tunes, like, you know, mm-hmm. Looney Tunes even earlier than that. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it maybe better if they didn't really steal Larry's credit card information or is it because that Larry and Richard Lewis were so horrible that they deserve to get their credit card stolen. But then yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's similar to the Laverne Cox thing. It's like he is okay for stealing their credit card information. They freaking ruined his aunt's wake. Like yeah. they did. They deserve for him to spend the money on the funeral. percent. Yes. But the, he did steal it. Like they, they had the, they had the bills mm-hmm. for, you know, funeral related items. So 
I get why he did it, but uh, I, I do believe that he he stole the used the credit card. Just like, yeah, it, Fran- it's Francisco Zarzal is a thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then uh, they end up then getting uh, tossed out of there. And uh, yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, but you know, uh, pretty much everything else I I was enjoying in this episode. What are we What are we thinking about? Um... Uh, the 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 cold open of the episode of of, of Larry uh, recruiting Chulu Porter into his mm-hmm. uh, his growing um, er, you know Earth's mightiest coffee makers maybe Earth's mightiest baristas as he's uh, assembling the squad for Latte Larry's uh, it felt felt very much like this like even with like they call him Mocha Joe like they're like kind of like setting it up like it's like uh, like a magnificent seven sort of sort of situation it's like some sort of big showdown coming up late in the season <laughs> yeah but his sc- scone killed a woman yeah potentially yeah potentially two reporters canceled <laughs> he should have stayed out the game yeah yeah <laughs> he's lost it lost the touch yeah, yeah. is it is it yeah. too i mean this whole episode sort of so cartoony but like I like the scene. It was, you know, I, it, it the scone paid off. I know the character. I don't know if we're going to see him again. Chulu Porter. I, did, I liked him. I, I liked did him like though. he immediately knew. Uh, Sp- Spite yeah. Store. Yeah. Yeah. Spite Store and Mocha yeah, Joe. It. He knew, yeah. of course, as a as a chef in the plaza in New York. He knew the random guy on the CBS lot uh, well, in L.A. Of course. I guess, I guess Akiva it depends on just how distinguished are Mocha Joe's beans. Like mm-hmm. if he yeah. really does have his, you know. If he's like tapped into that sweet, sweet bean vein, uh, you know, if he's got like a real line on, uh, if he's like the Daniel Plain view of of coffee <laughs> beans, then you know he's like going to be even Chulu Porter's going to know who Mocha Joe is. So you, you just, think, uh, if, if Josh, Mocha you should Joe cut had that out. Long we have enough, to write that movie. Yeah, that he could <laughs> he could drink Larry's latte from. I drink like, it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I eat your scone shake. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. out on the scone, by the way. I guess I should just put that out yes, on the record. Absolutely, we're all out on the you know, scone. Rob, yeah. you, you like, like scones? What, what, why do you want a scone? I think you, I, why, I might want a scone rather than cake. It might feel like a little bit more like I'm not just like uh, picking out at breakfast. But it's just yeah, like it's, it's just a it's like a biscuit. It's like a yeah. they're trying to make you think that it's like ooh, this is like a it's like a pastry. It's it's a biscuit. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. You know, even Larry's preferred scone situation is he wants it to be fresh hard. Right. I think that, that sounds the awful. key is I think you want to dip it in coffee. I, I think that that is okay. what's going to help combat oh, the, the dryness, which I do like. I like I'm a coffee dipper. I've never tried that. Does anybody like a scone more than a muffin, though? I don't think so. Can't dip a muffin in a cup of coffee, though. That is true. You know what? I just uh, thought that uh, we, we were, uh, everybody listening, we were complaining about my wedding from once upon a time before we mm-hmm. got on the podcast. <laughs> to be fair, $75 patrons and I had it. no complaints about Josh's wedding. <laughs> my, no, we, we, we weren't even lovely. freaking invited. It was like but, Taylor Cotter uh, all over again. But I had, I, I had some drama at the wedding with some friends who, uh, who, who took my leftovers home and ate Name the leftovers. Them. Neither here nor there. Well, one of them was, uh, I'm not going to say, uh, but I got yeah, to a debate yeah. with them. More than 2% of Josh's leftovers disappeared. Well, let's leave it, it at was, that. It was bad. It was really, it was very upsetting. Uh, and uh, whether you believe me or not is up to interpretation. Um, but uh, those same friends I got into a thing with uh, a few weeks ago about scones versus muffins and i was uh, aghast i say that uh they all were like in lockstep support of a scone over a muffin mm. what kind of yeah. monsters are you yep. 
This is an no, intervention no. now. Josh, you need to drop these people. Yeah. I think we're I need your new, new friends. friends. Yeah, <laughs> we're your new friends. Uh, they're going to put that on the wheel. Yeah, Should we put Robin that on the wheel? Akiva get Josh new friends. Sounds new friends great to me. Yeah. Will right. you steal the food from his wedding? And do you like muffins or scones? Yeah, yeah. we could create a census for uh, yeah, like compatibility. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Is it murder it's if it's good. war? <laughs> These are like friends of mine since I was like a child, so they're like kind yeah. of like ines- they're like inescapable. Like we're sort of like I'm like indebted to being friends with them forever. But like, Mm-mm. oh look, I've obviously radically altered my life in some fairly dramatic ways recently. I'm not opposed to just completely throwing a, a, a bomb at my group of friends. Make a few not more, literally. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very least, we'll make them sweat if you if you know you they heard they hear about this podcast. Yeah, maybe yeah. they'll like apologize for eating your wedding. Food. Yeah, okay. but a scone over a muffin, like all of the benefits of a scone. You're getting from the muffin plus more. You know, you get like if the muffin is being done properly, then the top of the muffin is going to have top of the muffin fret- to you. Yeah, top <laughs> of the muffin to you as well. Uh, you know, it's going to have that like crunchy freshness to it at the top. And then you've got the fluffy base. You've got no fluffy anything with a scone. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> OK, uh, Akiva, anything else about this week's episode of Curb? Um. You know, is there a way to eat an apple other than blithely? That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, Would have been funny uh, to see a, a scene where he, the we, we see like rage apple eating or, or some of the other colors of the emotional rainbow of apple eating. Yeah. Uh, I would like to try rage apple eating. Oh, you haven't lived until you've actually eaten an apple. Yeah. Oh, what do you yeah. think is the. Yeah. I, I, that, that, you know, I, I also um, another thing I like from the episode Laverne Cox. It's like, the, you know, they're portraying her as like this good person. And she's like, Larry's like, oh, just say I'm a Renaissance man. I speak six languages. She's like, well, I'm not a liar. Mm-hmm. But it's like such a Larry. When Larry gets confronted by someone who's like an actual human being, it's kind of funny because he's like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? You won't say that I'm, you know, this. The, uh, you know, that was good. The sweater stuff was also bad. Like, who cares who's wearing Larry's sweater? Yeah. All of a sudden, Larry cares about Cheryl. They've been divorced for years. I didn't buy into that. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's because the wound is fresh because they rekindled their romance. So now I have one more question for you guys, too. Sure. Uh, So Larry was mouth was agape when the lawyer showed him the personal settlement and that, you know, Mm -hmm. and then uh, one for charity. What do you think that number is that Larry is just stunned into like silence about? Mm. I mean, the thing about Larry is. It could, like for for like a, a normal person to have that reaction, it's going to be like a really high figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But for Larry, it could be nothing. You know, it could it could it could be, <laughs> be five hundred. Yeah, could be five hundred dollars, and he's going to be furious about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. He might not pay it. Hard to say. Do you have a guess, Akiva? No, I don't know. I wanted to hear what you guys. It, you know, is Larry? What's all, I also wanted? I thought it would be funny. Once the show was like going cartoon style in this episode. Uh, and everything's so unrealistic. Just when you introduce Larry, just say he's also the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, yeah. Don't just well. introduce him as the co-creator of Seinfeld. Like, let's uh, just go buck wild. Here. Yeah, uh. it is interesting to remember in this universe. Yes, he has the Seinfeld money, but nobody knows uh, who he is unless he's not he's, famous. He's yes. not famous except in L.A. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. I'll say I'll say six figures. I think it was a six-figure donation. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. the biggest Probably donation that they grand. ever made in the history of the charity. So he has yeah. to, you know, there's there's a floor there. Okay, Josh. Anything else you want to add about this episode? Uh, no, I think I think we we mostly covered. I, yeah. I mean, I, it it was stupid, but I still laughed just seeing uh, Larry and and Leon with their chipped teeth, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just you know, fuffing about was kind of milk and kinda Mountain funny. Dew. What do you think about that, Josh? That, that was great. That was great. That was great. 
And I went in here is like, you can't make fun of me about milk and Mountain Dew. Yeah. You guys do some some gross shit too. Yeah. It was you uh, guys. I did love that scene. That was very yeah. funny. And I, I like yeah, that uh Leon then uh complimented Larry on his uh debate. And he said, Okay, yeah. all right, well okay, good points, good points there. <laughs> yeah, like I love I their relationship. <laughs> He was he Leon was so great in the premiere and I don't think we got nearly enough of him last week so it was it was uh it was nice to get some more Leon this <laughs> yeah. week. Uh I also thought it was absurd that Jeff shows up at the house and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" like, "We're going somewhere. Get in the car with us." Uh <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what, what are they 10 uh <laughs> yeah all right ganging up so all right so we're we're recording this like inside baseball recording this on uh sunday afternoon uh josh wiggler is getting ready to have uh people over that uh he has a uh you have a lasagna in the dishwasher got, right we now got, we got yeah a lasagna in the dishwasher rob is exactly what's happening <laughs> right now uh that's that's where so what's is. in the lasagna meat uh, yeah, you wouldn't be able to eat it, Akiva. I'm sorry. Oh no, well I well yeah, I wasn't inviting myself. I was just curious, like what? Well, it'd be a long in, long haul for you. Yeah, for just what uh, people put in their lasagnas lasagna. nowadays? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, there's so it's like a it's it's a deeply unkosher lasagna. It's uh it's not only a meat and cheese combo, but it is a a meat uh, uh it's a half ground beef and a half ground pork. So you're really out on this lasagna. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna I'm be out. good though. It sounds good. Okay. Uh, Emily's making fresh pasta to go with it. She's a real gourmand. Wow, uh, the great Emily Fox. You Emily Fox also, uh, uh, yeah, a fresh, uh, fresh <laughs> macaroni. Um, she uh, she texted me because she can obviously hear me screaming um, through the through the door. Uh, her take is a scone is an inferior biscuit. This Ooh. is coming from somebody yeah, with. I uh, think that's fair. A, a food studies masters from New York University. So I think that that is. Uh, that's the end all be all on that topic. Okay. All right. Of course, uh, you could hear more from Akiva, myself, and Josh Wiggler if you check out Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, episode number 69, Ask Dr. Mike, uh, that we just dropped that one over the weekend. Be sure to check that out. Akiva, are we official now? Is this a weekly curb recap? I mean, Josh said we just have to add a new person every week. No, so we, next week, well, I, that is not the that's not the way. Can we take a vote? There's three people here. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. gonna you're about to lose one person off the recap. You're gonna keep I know, that, by the way, it's not a bad idea. Me, Josh, and whoever you know, like next week we'll have me, Josh, and Allie Lasher. Josh said he wants to do a podcast. With I, I I will happily uh, stick around for the curb podcasting if that's what we want to do. I'm I'm having a very okay. fun time. This is my, great. My strategy is let's just keep it tight. Uh, I'll keep coming okay. back. This is good. We're like forty. We're like forty. Yeah. Five minutes oh, right this now. This is great. Let's this keep great. it. This let's tight. keep it tight. tight. We don't need to let it's these tight. things expand to two hours for a curve. Right, well, then let's let's keep going. I've got no problem with no. that. We're having a good time. No, let's great. wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. My my right. wife is sleeping. She's about to wake up and start yeah, yelling. You're about, you're about to escape this time. thing unscathed. My, so I'm, don't, yeah, I'm watching yeah, yeah. my kids right now. They've been yeah. way too quiet. Like uh, I would actually feel a little more comfortable if they were like making some noise. I haven't heard anything in a while. I need right. to check there either. All right, let's close it. You're the one who's drawing it out. We're yeah. ready yeah. to go. What, can, I, what, can I ask one thing? Stones or that they are in uh, some major mischief right now. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Josh, yeah. what is your Super Bowl prediction for tonight? I, Chiefs or the Niners? Uh, who Who is in it? <laughs> the, oh, chi- the Chiefs it's or the, the Niners? Chiefs, the Chiefs or the... Uh, oh, let's go Chiefs. Just yeah. give it a... And, and Mr. Give- Peanut, he dies tonight? Uh, wait, are going to hear dies? that? Mr. Peanut, you didn't know about this? Oh, God. You just spoiled it for me. 
No, sorry. Anyway, he's one of the whole I had the yeah. idea. Yeah. It was all over social media. You might media. have been in Japan when that happened. They, yeah, uh, they already uh, announced it. Okay. Oh, all right. Man, that's uh, all right. Akiva, I know we would love to get more of Josh Wiggler previewing all of the Super Bowl commercials. Yes. That's uh, all 30 I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you my takes next yeah. week. We'll do it We'll do it on the next Curb podcast. Yeah, there is we'll, a Groundhog we'll Day uh, commercial. I feel like if we would have done that Groundhog Day podcast, uh, we would have been, oh, we blew it. We didn't talk about it. Oh, well, how about this? For next week's Curb podcast, let's make sure we watch the Groundhog Day commercial once. I will, every single done. day between now done. and then. Done. Okay, great. I'm in. Okay, I'm in. All right, great. great. Follow great. Akiva. We'll have, uh, the Super Bowl reacts. We live tweet the Super Bowl, Akiva. Uh, usually not because I'm I'm like being social, but I, w- I will do a podcast a second it ends with Alex Chester. Okay. Okay. There you go, Akiva. Are you really going to be awake the whole thing? I've never fallen asleep. I this is the nerdiest thing I've ever done. Um, I uh, since I watched my first <laughs> Super Bowl in January 1990, I made I made a list today of uh, where I've watched every single Super Bowl. Uh, and I also made a YouTube video. I didn't post it, but if you search my name on YouTube, uh, of me saying the winner, loser, and MVP of every Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if you were uh, so inclined to watch that. Okay, I'm, pr- I'm pretty. Uh, you call your? Did you that. call your shot already? What is it? I've been back and forth all week. I- I'll go with the Chiefs, though. But who's the MVP? That's the. Uh, the, I mean, if the Chiefs win, it's yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. If the Niners right. win, it could be anybody. Okay. I don't know. What it, all right. There you go. All right. So be sure to catch that. Follow at Key26 for uh, more on the Super Bowl. Of course, Rob Nikki, the podcast is back with episode 69, episode number 70. Coming this week, much more. What's on What's on number 70? What are you doing? Uh, well, I don't, we don't, people don't like it if we spoil oh, the no wheel spoilers. spin. Yeah, no spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, and sorry, of course, sorry, sorry. Josh has much more on post show recaps, including uh, that he is going to be uh, back with into season two of Lost yes, on Down yes. the Hatch. Yes, we we're two episodes deep into season two. By the end of this coming week, we will have episode two of season two. And I don't want to spoil it, but we've got. If you're a Down the Hatch fan, uh, and specifically if you're a Down the Hatch fan, not if you're a Lost fan, but if you're a Down the Hatch listener, we have something pretty special coming your way very soon. So, okay. uh, mm. Subscribe to that. And I'm going to be joining the Star Trek Picard recap in week number three as well. I'm going to be a guest on like five different podcasts uh, this week. This is a great spot to be kind of just like the the stretch out and just be like, ah, it's nice to be a guest. Oh, and Josh is going on Riverdale with uh, Kirsten and Phil Mary. I am. I am. I am going on the Riverdale podcast this week with Kirsten McKinnon. No one's inviting me anywhere, Rob. I said, said, just get me on a podcast with Kirsten. I guess just by willing that out into the universe. We're making You're in so much trouble, though, because you pronounce two E's and Kirsten. She takes that very personally. Oh, okay. wait. How am I supposed to do it? <laughs> Kirsten. Yeah. Kirsten. Like Kirsten. From the, from like the man Kirsten. that uh, <laughs> butchers her last name every single time out. She DM'd me and said Josh Wiggler pronounced my name wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kirsten. Akiva puts a G in okay. her last name. So Well, uh, she likes that yeah. at this point. Okay. McGinnis. All right. Yes. Listen, as somebody who's gotten, like, I don't get, like, a mispronunciation, but I get almost universally my last name uh, misspelled with two G's. Two G's. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, two someone G's even like tagged me on Facebook the other day, which means you have to tag my actual <laughs> real name. You would think. And then and then said uh, something, something, uh, Josh Wiggler with two G's. Yeah. How is that? How, how is this possible? Whatever. Tyler Weigert. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.